This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. First, let's get to the police commissioner, Commissioner Bratton. So much to talk about. Commissioner Bratton, how are you, sir? I'm well. Good evening. Good evening. And um, uh, it's always good to talk to you, Commissioner. And we're trying to get New York to come back. And uh, <laughs> Good luck. Mayor, Mayor, Adams, <laughs> Mayor Adams is trying hard. And uh, uh, the uh, Senate in, in Albany and the Assembly told him to pound sand. And then they told the governor to pound sand. And uh, today, I mean, I don't know. There was a tweet out that the governor took a picture with Stuart Cousins, the state, the uh, majority. Senate majority leader. And uh, and Carl Hasty, The speaker of the assembly. Right. She put out a tweet saying, we stand with Ukraine. Meantime, the governor, she's trying to tweak the bail reform. Seventy organizations, commissioner, came out against it, like MoveOn.org and Jay-Z. Move they, what they did. MoveOn.org? They, yeah. they still exist. They, no. Yeah. no, no. They came out to oppose any changes. They want to keep it exactly the way it is. Right. And actually, Brad Lander, the controller commissioner, he wants uh, to go to go even further and says, let's empty out Rikers, build four jails up in the boroughs. Commissioner Bratton, what do you think? is going on it seems very insane they're all out of their minds that the picture we would like to see is the governor standing with the two of them uh, we, we support new york quite clearly they do not support new york city so the mayor has his work cut out for him uh, a test of uh, the mayor and uh, his desire to try and get control of the crime in the city is going to be forthcoming in the uh, near term the next several weeks uh, they issued an order yesterday that uh, they're going to be encouraging their officers once again to get back out into the streets and try to do something about the quality of life crime that drives people crazy. The graffiti, the prostitution, aggressive begging, the gang gang activity, the drug dealing. And uh, the problem with that order is I'm not sure that the district attorneys are on board to enforce uh, if you will, to work with the department when they start making arrests and issuing more summonses. Uh, the whole issue dealing with crime is about enforcement, prosecution, and punishment. The department has huge enforcement capabilities. They're going to test them in the next couple of weeks to see if they can get the cops to re-engage. I have my own doubts that that's going to happen, but we'll see. But if the prosecutors aren't on board for the prosecution side of it, then the enforcement side is going to be no avail. And particularly if the prosecutors then uh, don't support it with punishment for the crimes that these cops are going to be arresting people for. Uh, I'm a great admirer of what Eric's trying to do and the new commissioner, but boy, they're not getting support from anybody that, that, that I can see at the moment until the public actually starts standing up and supporting them. But the public's the, uh, the group that put these characters into offices in the first place. Well, I'm not sure the the all the public put them into place, but uh, it it seems like a lot of people are not voting, and maybe they're going to get a reality check that it, they have to go out and vote. Well, where you get hurt, John, as you know, because if you run for office yourself, citywide office, a lot of these people have extraordinary power. The, the speaker, 
the president up in Albany. They're elected by a very small group within their district, and then they get elected by their uh, contemporaries in the uh, chambers. But effectively, uh, they're not uh, uh, voted in by the larger population of the state or the city. They're voted in by a very small minority of uh, voters who they basically, uh, that's who they're looking at. They're not looking at New York State. They're not looking at New York City. They're looking at their district. And in those districts, unfortunately, uh, uh, the voters are supporting them. So they can stand up there and say, snub their nose at the mayor, snub their nose at the governor. Uh, but the irony is the same districts they represent are the ones most afflicted with the crime that we're trying to prevent. It, it, that, and that's where the insanity comes in that you're talking about, the insanity that the, uh, the public basically doesn't get it, that they are the ultimate victims of all of this. And uh, Commissioner Bratton, uh, Commissioner Sewell, she was saying that the, what they're trying to do is prosecute these lower level crimes, the quality of life. They're calling it uh, precision policing. And I was listening to the ACLU saying that if precision policing comes back, it's basically like broken windows, which, you know, a, a lot about, obviously. And that once again, black and brown communities will be terrorized by the police. How can they get away with saying this when it's those very communities that are asking for the police to come back into their neighborhoods? Exactly. And it's those communities that are being terrorized by the criminal element that the police are trying to deal with. No, the commissioner, uh, the term precision policing was something that we created during my last time as commissioner. Uh, there's a number, significant number of articles. We wrote about it. It is the idea of going after those who are committing the crimes and the disorder that you have the ability to really zero in on them. Like a doctor dealing with a cancer, he's not going to basically hit your whole body with radiation. He's going to basically go after the cancerous cells. Well, that's what we've been able to perfect in the police department. We know those five, seven, eight thousand characters that are committing so much of this crime. And that's where precision policing comes in. That's where neighborhood policing come in, where the cops in the neighborhood know the bad guys and the bad guys know the cops. But you made the comment about the police uh, basically engaging in the prosecution. Uh, police don't engage in the prosecution. They engage in the enforcement. But the enforcement, absent the DAs being on board to prosecute, prosecute independent of whatever Albany is trying to do up there. District attorneys have great power to work to make this city safe again. But some of them are just not in the game. They are just not collaborating. So the ultimate a- aspect of this, the punishment, uh, Nobody's being punished. We are raising a generation of young people who effectively, uh, there are no controls in their behavior in the streets or the subways. And, uh, you know, so trying to take it back without the ability to punish, it's going to be very, very difficult. I don't envy the mayor and what he's trying to do. I think, Commissioner, it's, uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. Nice to talk to you again. I I believe that you're absolutely correct. What you need is you need unity of uh, strategy and purpose. You need the police department, you need the prosecutors, and you need the judges that all work together to understand what the problem is and get it done. And you need a city council and state legislators who work to uh, assist and not to undermine law enforcement and public safety. Well, you mentioned Brad Landers earlier. Uh, He was the most ultra-left, woke, progressive-left person on the city council. Uh, incredibly disliked by the police because he hates the NYPD. Uh, the voters of the city now put him in the position of comptroller, where he can be even more of a pain in the butt than he was <laughs> as a, a city council member. And he's already, by the statement that you referenced earlier, is clearly indicating his anti-police bias. Uh, so 
Ed Koch had the most wonderful saying, the voters have spoken, now they must be punished. Well, boy, they're being punished in New York City, that's for sure. And we certainly are. Governor, you wanted to say something. No, I, I just uh, found the uh, commissioner's remarks to be quite amusing. Commissioner, though, what do you see as similar to some of the situations that you were able to fight both as commissioner uh, to uh, Mayor Giuliani and then again to Mayor de Blasio? Well, it, when I was commissioner and chief of police at Transit Police back in 1990 and 1994, and even in 2014 working with uh, Mayor de Blasio those first couple of years, that we effectively had a criminal justice system. The judge will appreciate this. Governor will appreciate this. We had district attorneys that work with the mayor, that work with the police department, that work with corrections, that effectively worked together. And actually a city council that was controlled back in those days by Peter Vallone. We now have we don't we don't have a controlled city council. We have fifty one individuals who all think they're the mayor of the city. And they basically they get into their little cabals and uh what we had the luxury of working with back in the nineties was a system. That system is it's collapsed. It's no longer in existence. And uh, we just have no collaboration in the criminal justice system any longer. And uh, so in some respects, it's uh, Humpty Dumpty sat in the wall and uh, fell off and broke into pieces. The mayor's trying to put those pieces back together again. But boy, there's a lot of people that are not supporting them. That's for sure. Commissioner Bratton, I mean, how can anybody be against the NYPD cracking down on dealing drugs in public, jumping the turnstile and drinking on the streets. And I mean, these are just quality of life issues. Nobody wants to see this public urination, defecation. Well, you have to speak to the city council, which basically took away the powers to enforce anything against those very activities you're describing. That I'm a strong proponent of broken windows. My success in policing has always been the junction of broken windows, quality of life enforcement with very effective, serious crime control, COMSTAT, precision policing, as we call it. You can't do one without the other and have success. And for years, we tried to just deal with serious crime, and you saw the mess that New York was in the 70s and 80s. Now, basically, we have capabilities to go after serious crime, but the feeder of serious crime is broken windows, the quality of life, and that has gotten out of control in our city. So as good as they're going to be getting guns off the street and reducing, hopefully, shootings and murders, a lot of those other crimes are being fueled by the quality of life crime. The fact that you go into your local drain weed and you see these characters go into the shopping bag, load up and walk out with no fear of any type of punishment. Well, the next thing they're going to move up to is basically something even more brazen. That's why we're going to have to fear evaders, because we soon found that fear evaders, getting away with that, felt they could get away with robbing other customers on the subway system. You know, Commissioner, I I think that uh, law enforcement's got to be creative. So, for instance, back in the 30s and, you know, the Al Capone era, when they couldn't actually arrest the people, they started looking at their taxes. And that's how they got a lot of uh, mob bosses off the streets here the idea is the same people who are committing the major crimes are also committing the minor ones simultaneously so when you pick them up you probably when you look at their background or what they've been doing you can identify other crimes that they were involved in so i think i think it's actually very creative i understand the idea that sometimes in this city in the past the police really were 
rampantly out of control in some neighborhoods. But I don't think that's the case these days. And uh, that's why I think the um, uh, the, the uh, methods that are being used right now are just not going to work. Well, the, the idea is the methods that can be used, that the commissioner is trying to use, can work in the sense that you have a lot more safeguards in terms of uh, police abuse than you had in the past. The body cameras, uh, everybody's brother's carrying at least one, if not two, uh, smartphones. So the ability to get away with things that some cops got away with in years past is just not there. That you have these controls, checks and balances. You also have a very active civilian complaint review board. The department itself is very good at discipline processes. But despite all of this, you still have a legislature and a city council that spend more time on trying to find ways to go after the cops than they do going after the criminals. And we're in this uh, this sort of fantasy land at the moment. Good news is that fortunately we've got a mayor and a governor who may be forced to come back to center that are at least voices in the wilderness crying out at the moment, but maybe we can chop down some of those trees and clear a path that we can get back to sanity once again in this, in this city. Commissioner Bratton, uh, to your point, though, it has to be a collaborative effort. Just recently, that brazen crime of that man, and I keep bringing it up because it was just so vile and disgusting that he smeared the feces on a woman. He also was guilty of a hate crime attack. And the judge, Wanda Lasitra, he had four open cases against him, 40 arrests under his belt. She didn't even remand him for a psychiatric evaluation, despite saying all these profanities at her. And it finally took him throwing a dumbbell through a window at a worker in Harlem, almost killing him for him finally to be held in Rikers. So these judges, too, need a wake-up call and need to do their jobs. Well, the irony is I'm one of the strong supporters, as all uh, all of you on this show, of giving judges uh, more discretion by reforming the Bail Reform Act to effectively hold somebody for bail. But we also realize that a lot of judges in this uh, uh, state city are basically appointed and they're basically appointed by some of the same people that we're complaining about in the sense of they don't want to prosecute crime. And so some of these judges come from the same population, if you will, of uh, the progressive left. And it's all about trying to give people a second chance. But when you're giving them a 14th and 15th chance, it's time to wake up and recognize these these people are not going to be big responsive to being lenient with them. Well, Mayor, That's where punishment comes in. You need punishment for certain crimes for certain people. Mayor Adams has been clear that he wants to appoint uh, strong law and order judges. I will tell you, I, my first appointment to criminal court was by Giuliani. I was reappointed to criminal court by Bloomberg. And I went to the Supreme Court by uh, uh, Judith, Judith Kaye's appointment. And, and I will tell you that it's very important who the mayor is in terms of who's going to be important. The commission is absolutely correct. If you have uh, a mayor like de Blasio, whose sympathy is on the left, and the kind of people that he was appointing is much different than the people that were appointed by Giuliani and Bloomberg. It's not sympathy. Uh, it's craziness. They, they have gone beyond the word liberal. Well, I don't look. I ran as a liberal. Mm-hmm. The, 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 you know, liberal is worrying about the people of the inner city. These people don't worry about the people of the inner city. 
John, for 25 years, I described myself as a progressive uh, police leader, police chief. I no longer use the term because it's become such a negative, the progressive left. The left has basically consumed that term and basically the progressive left and all that we rail about on this show and I rail about on my various social media sites. That I now describe myself as a centrist. I've worked for Republicans. I've worked for Democrats. Uh, and that... Uh, I'm, I'm all about reform. I'm all about basically evolution and change. But uh, uh, progressive has t- taken on, and liberal for that matter, such a negative uh, uh, reality in our world. Uh, Commissioner uh, Bratton, we stand by you, and thank you for everything you've done for the people of, of New York. And and um, stay, you know, keep the faith. Well, and hopefully we'll continue together. to do. <laughs> Yes. We'll all be voices in the wilderness for a while, but we'll we'll clear we'll we'll clear a few trees. At out the end of the day, area. we're going to win, uh, Commissioner, because exactly. common sense and God is going to prevail. We will all pray for that. Thank you so much for again for all you're doing. Continue to do. God bless you, and God bless New York. Good being with all of you. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B and B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.